let me tell you about uh, American Giant. Our our trade relationship with China is a joke. I mean, really, it is with everything. I mean, hey, can we buy some more of your stuff? Cheap? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, there's a company that is trying to do something about this by just making things here in America. That's the solution. 13 years ago, American Giant rescued a clothing factory in North Carolina. It was about to be shut down and jobs were saved. More have been created. I mean, really, the town was saved. The people were saved. They, I mean, when this thing was going out, that was it. That was it. They brought back the American workers and they brought back the quality American clothing that used to be made in America with American-grown cotton. Everything, the rivets, the ink, everything is made and sourced here in America and then stitched here in America. I mean, you could find cheaper clothes, you know. Good luck with that, you know. Oh, I, I would be definitely against slavery. I mean, unless they're making clothes cheaper, and then I'm okay. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Made in America. Use my name. Get 20% off your first order. Buy American today at American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Sorry, China. You've awoken an American giant. to the Glenn Beck program. We all know things are about to change dramatically. Uh, some of us have, you know, money riding on it. Stu, can you think of anything that might change that might make you, I don't know, $1,000 poorer? Yeah, I can think of, of one specific really? thing. Really? Yeah. yeah huh, that like I'm what, a little like more what? nervous what about than be? I used to be. Yeah, what would that be? Well, you've, you've bet me $1,000 that you think Michelle Obama will be the candidate. Yeah, not only that, but... but that Joe Biden will not be the candidate. Well, that by definition, Glenn, they can't have two candidates. So, well, yes, you're right. If Michelle Obama was the oh candidate, that would also you mean that Joe Biden. You this against me. That's what I said to you last time. You were like, oh, yeah, I guess so. I guess it wouldn't be a draw. Oh, you. Anyway, um, so if you're like me and would like to see Stu suffer, <laughs> I have somebody who's uh, who can take the parallel from 2020 and show you how it's been done before. We'll talk about that with Steve Krakauer. Uh, coming up next. I have partnered with the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. This is a group that I have personally given to over the years. I really, really like them, like what they do. Uh, and I like the fact that it's Jews and Christians working together. Hey, let's save all the Jews. I don't know. What do you say we work together as Christians and Jews? Wouldn't that be nice? That's why I've partnered with them after October 7th. Israel is in real trouble, as you know. Uh, they don't really have any friends. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, big friend. It's the IFCJ, and it's right in the middle of all of this every day. They're, they work on essentials like food and medicine and emergency supplies. 
supportifcj.org. Go there now, supportifcj.org. Your donation is urgently needed to help the people in uh, Israel, and your gift will be matched to double the impact. Provide twice the support. You give a dollar, somebody else is matching that with a dollar. Supportifcj.org. Go there now. Steve Krakauer, uh, who um, used to work here, and yeah. you, and where were you working before you worked before at the here? Blaze? I was at CNN. So it was, uh, oh yes, I was at CNN God. for about three and a half years. It was a very different CNN, I have to say, back in 2010 to 2013 when I was there. Yeah, well, I I had just left there, and it was a, right. I mean, it was still the same, but it was not out of control. Right. You right. know, they the guardrails were on. Yeah, I mean, bit. they wouldn't yeah. crucify you in the hallway <laughs> with literal nails. Uh, I think they would now. But uh, and then you came here and you were working at the Blaze for a long time. Yeah. You've you've moved on. You left. You left us, and uh, you left us for somebody better looking and more talented. Uh, uh, you went to uh, work with Megan Kelly. Yes, but you also. Uh, have your own thing. You've written uh, a book. This came out last year. Last year, yeah. Okay, it's been republished now in paperback. It's called Uncovered, How the Media Got Cozy with Power, Abandoned Its Principles, and Lost the People. Um, You've been watching the media for a long time and watching politics and how it's been covered. There's something, there's a a replay of sorts, I think, and I I know you wrote about this in the book, but I want to see what you if you believe it ties back in and that's the Bernie Sanders getting the shaft from the DNC in 2020. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I, I think you can, I, I write in uncovered about the way Bernie Sanders got the shaft in 2016 as well. And then again in 2020 by the DNC, we, we saw this incredible moment. They actually made a point of this when they covered this in the New York times of saying, you know, Bernie Sanders was, was, really kind of coasting to victory. He had won huge in New Hampshire. That was he, in 2016, right? Well, in 2016, and then yeah. again in 2020, mm-hmm. you know, and he won Nevada. And then there was this moment where Pete Buttigieg, who was doing pretty well in his campaign, and Amy Klobuchar, all of a sudden, they dropped all out. dropped out. They all got behind Joe Biden in this final push to stop Bernie Sanders, stop the the big upstart, the progressive, the anti-establishment candidate on the Democratic side. But what was different in 2020 and what I write about in Uncovered versus 2016 was it was also the media. You, I went back and I looked at some of that MSNBC coverage, Joy Reid, Chris Matthews. They were going so hard against Bernie Sanders, but not just against Bernie Sanders, but against his own supporters. And they were rallying the rest of the Democratic Party and saying, you know, you have to get in line. CNN, it, it, this incredible moment, they they I have to say they kind of created the story of Bernie Sanders having this this sexist moment with Elizabeth Warren where mm. he said, oh, a woman can't become president. Oh, yeah. And then it was it, that story gets published by CNN. And then that night is the CNN debate where Elizabeth Warren could then attack Bernie Sanders over it. So there were all these little moments where the corporate press was essentially working in collusion with the DNC to stop Bernie Sanders. And I believe that we've seen a playbook for this. And now we, we, we fast forward to 2024. At the time, that was in We're support. seeing it again. Yeah, it was in support of Joe Biden. Now we see potentially, I think, the drip, drip, drip happening as Recline podcast last week, certain stories. If Joe Biden were to step aside, here's how they could replace him. We're starting to see this happen. And I think that if we really start to see media stories Places like a CNN, places like MSNBC start to talk about what's really going on behind the scenes at the White House or potentially some maybe some big Hunter Biden investigation. Then we start to know they're done with Joe Biden. You, they're ready for move on. You know, that's coming. They started going after Dr. Jill. Yeah. You know, this just this week, 
that she's really the force behind him staying because she wants vengeance. That was the word, vengeance. Uh, I mean, I don't know who's really crossed Dr. Jill, but <laughs> right. okay. Uh, but she wants vengeance. And I thought that story would not have come out in 2020. There's no way. No. There's no way. They are now going after her and just sending a subtle signal we'll we'll continue to do that you really want to surrender yeah yeah i don't think the story would have come out in 2023 i i think that the 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 her report the special counsel report was a big moment and we we've seen the polls i mean you know 86 percent of americans including most democrats think that joe biden's too old to run if this is really going to continue down this path and i do think that the state of the union coming up next month is a big pivot point if Ooh. if joe biden is able to sort of be okay on that big stage. Maybe the rest of the Democratic establishment, the elites on the Democratic side and the media stays behind it. But if he doesn't, if he stumbles, I think we're going to see the floodgates open. And we've seen, you know, like I, I've written uncovered, the media on the left has tremendous power to sway their base. And th if they really get behind it, it's over. Joe Biden will have to step aside. Even if he says, I can do the job, it, it appears the American people thinks I think I can't. And then we start to open the idea of, OK, what happens next? Is it Harris? Is it Michelle Obama? Who steps into that? There's role? no way it's Harris. I, I, I don't I, think it's possible. Yeah, I think that's more likely than Obama. Still, yeah. I do. I mean, do you really? I do. I, I mean, again, she's terrible. And, and there's there's no reason she's to believe she's unlike this job. I, it's totally true. Everything you're saying is true. It still would be difficult, though, uh, to just replace her. I mean, I, you can, just to skip over her, Michelle Obama would be the one figure you could see that happening with because they could justify, well, it's it's an Obama, it's a black woman, we can do this. But I, it'll be hard to skip over. I, I don't think Gavin Newsom's a realistic possibility. Is, no, I don't. Is, I, I don't my either. Point. Right. I think I think Michelle Obama, Kamala, but I think is a. I mean, she's Kay. just unlikable. Um, Susan Rice is. A, it has to be a yeah. black woman. Yeah, has to be a black woman if you're going if you're to go with Kamala. If you're not going to go with Kamala. Well, this is this is why I, I think it's so important for a really discerning viewer and reader to look at what the media is putting out there. They they are are in the know on a lot of these things. There was an Axios piece recently about kind of behind the scenes of the Biden administration that essentially propped up Susan Rice as this really key figure who she knew so much more than Kamala Harris on the border. She was really taking it to Alejandro Mayorkas behind the scenes. Mm maybe planted by the Susan Rice people to kind of position her as a potential well, savior there as well. Is she running the White House? Is she the one that's the point person at the White House? I, I think that she was a part of that Obama Biden blob that was part of it. She has now stepped aside. She she is last year it was, you know, essentially removed. But you look at the people, Anita Dunn, uh, Susan Rice, a lot of these holdovers from the Obama years. I mean, a lot of people have described the Biden administration as the third Obama administration, yeah. right? I mean, that's that's essentially and, and, what we're getting. You know, they say they mock that now, but that came from the New York Times right. even in 2020. You know, they say it's a, a pitch shadow. for him. Basically, they were basically arguing on the well, behalf of Biden. Essentially, this is don't worry, it's a third Obama administration. Right. But there was also somebody um, who was taking it apart and saying. You know, had been taking it apart and saying, well, you know, everybody thought that was crazy. Look at who he has now in the White House. It's all Obama people. Right. Right. And Obama's oh. the only one that hasn't moved away from D.C. 
No, no president has ever done that. I know. I know. And to your Michelle Obama point, recently on Jay Shetty's very highly rated podcast, uh, why? She wasn't there to promote anything, but she's there talking Trump, talking politics. So you start to mm. get these seeds and, and you wonder what is really behind it. And I, and I do think that what, what's most interesting about this current you know, moment that we're in is Biden is you know, part of the blob. He's not the Bernie Sanders type. He's, he's, he's very much part of the establishment. And, and wh- whoever's running that White House is part of that also. The corporate media, uh, I, I have, I have quotes in the, on the record in the book about people saying how the people that are covering the Biden White House have spent decades working and essentially having cocktail parties with the people in the White House. They know these people extremely well. It's not necessarily they're all colluding together, but mm-hmm. they go to their each other's kids' soccer games. Yeah, they're, they know they're each just, other. They're part of that Acela media in New York and D.C. So you're going to get the signs in, in the media. It's inevitable. If that's where the De- Democratic Party wants to go, it will be fed through the corporate media. So it feels like that already, but it's not. But it's, uh, it doesn't seem sure-footed yet. And you're right. saying it's going to be the uh, possibly. I I think if, if I'm diagnosing your bet with Stu, I think it's probably 50-50 still. I think okay, that it's 50-50. Would you like to uh, <laughs> like to double the bet? I mean, we already have even odds on this bet. I know. Would you like to double it? Want to make it oh, wow. $2,000, not just $1,000? I mean, the problem is percentage of income. I'm the one getting screwed here, right? Like, we all understand this. Now we're a socialist. (laughs) Now we have to be all equal. I mean, here's the thing. And let me just, let me talk this out in my head as we're going Mm, through this. One of the arguments that I, I, because I think Kamala Harris is, she's still the most obvious choice. It would be difficult to overlook her. One of the reasons why I felt like Biden would stay in place is because if Kamala, who comes into power, uh, becomes the candidate, she has her own people. Right. And all those people who are with Biden now are like, we're going to lose our gig if Kamala's the person because Kamala, there's, they're totally, they have totally different circles. The Michelle Obama point, though, is a good one here because they are sort of the same circles. Like some of them are Biden loyalists, the Antony Blinkens of the world, but a lot of them are sort of Obama uh, affiliated. So, I mean, it makes me hesitant. But I mean, again... <laughs> She said over and over again she doesn't want to do it. <laughs> All right, two thousand. Let's do it. Two thousand. Wow. Two thousand. Two thousand. We're updating it. Two thousand. That's right. good. I, I think it's it's what we've got the bet in now, so it's done. <laughs> okay. But but I, I think we're going to learn a lot more in the near future. I, I think we're, mm. we're we're the fact that the the train is out the station now. Right, it's moving. We're watching it happen in the press. Now we start to see whether so it's going to continue. Nothing like this has ever been done before. No. Okay. This will yeah. be complete. It'll be a horse on the highway. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this, but yes. uh, go ahead and uh, play. This is on, I think it's I-76 in Philadelphia. I can't stop watching it. I've seen it 25 times this morning, and I still watch it every time it pops up. Because you've never seen it before. Yeah. It's a horse on the highway. Okay. And that's what this will be. Right. Can you walk us through on, on what has to happen? I mean... I mean, they could could they do that in the in the Republican Party? I, yes, in in theory they could. Okay, so Although, hang on, explain yeah. explain both of those to me here in just a second. Uh, the name of the book is Uncovered, Uncovered by Steve Krakauer. Uh, you can uh, get it wherever you buy your uh, books, or you can go to his website, readuncovered.com. Good Ranchers is our sponsor this half hour. You have a choice: is what you know you're going to feed your family. 
right now. You can give them the best, or you can just start going, you know what, I'm getting on. I'm, I'm part of a team. I'm part of a team. I'm part of the cricket team, and I'm going to start. It's a little different than it is in England, you know, uh, but I'm going to be on the cricket team. Uh, no, never. Not going to happen. When you subscribe to Good Ranchers, you get 100% American meat from American ranchers. And they'll add one and a half pounds of applewood smoked bacon to your order for free. Not once, not twice, but for every order for an entire year. 100% American meat. You can trust every bite. Simply go to GoodRanchers.com, pick your box, use the code BACK, and enjoy $240 worth of free bacon. Stock your fridge with easy-to-prepare, delicious American meat all year long. And if you're not sure what box to choose, they have the Weekly Essentials box, full of pre-trimmed beef and chicken that will help all of your meal prep for you. So you save time without sacrificing the flavor. And again, it's saving our ranchers and our, our, our beef growers. They're under attack. Fall in love with American beef, chicken, seafood, and bacon. <laughs> bacon. GoodRanchers.com. Make sure you subscribe today. Use the promo code BECK. Claim $240 in free bacon. GoodRanchers.com. American meat delivered. 10 seconds. Station ID. Steve Krakauer, who is the executive producer of uh, the Megyn Kelly program, and every time I'm on with her, I... And maybe I should just come out and say it. I feel a little awkward, but Megan, my eyes are up here, okay? <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm sure she talks about me. Well, probably not. Oh, yeah. But yeah. she's... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, totally, let's leave it uh, at that. Totally. Let's, let's let's anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, uh, welcome to the uh, program. Now, tell me how the Democrats, because the Democrats yeah. have it pretty... They have the super... What are they called? Super delegates, right? Right. And they put that in place after they saw Reagan win. And they're like, we can't let that happen. I mean, the people choose? No way. Right. And so how would this work? Yeah. Well, and I have to say, I know I mentioned Ezra Klein. He had the podcast last week, which I think started this ball rolling. He had another podcast today. And again, this is, who cares about Ezra Klein, right? But this is a New York Times podcast, very influential person. He spends an hour laying out what would happen at a contested convention. He is laying the groundwork for what might be the case here and, and is obviously pushing for it as well. So it depends on when Joe Biden steps aside. There's a scenario where he steps aside very soon, and then they essentially have a primary process. That seems pretty dangerous for the Democratic establishment. Yeah. There's the contested convention option, which again is kind of chaotic. And but so wait, wait, wait. That is him still saying, I and the people who are at the convention, the superdelegates and other delegates go, no. Right. Right? Right. That's one scenario. Or he potentially just says, I'm now going to step aside and let the, the delegates decide, make their decision. And there's a lot of delegates, you know, that, that are going to be involved in that process. But I, I have to put out another really interesting window in time that might happen. This was actually laid out on the on Megyn Kelly show back last year. There's a moment where from August 23rd until about September 10th, this, this 20 day stretch where if Joe Biden accepts the nomination at the convention, then the convention ends and the delegates go home and they're no longer needed. But then in this three week period, if Joe Biden then decides I want to step down, what happens is the DNC just picks a candidate. 
Oh, so, my God. Wow. So it makes it very we easy. We love democracy, don't we? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. You, you've got to, uh, I guess, destroy democracy to save democracy. <laughs> is, this, is the theory, right? Unbelievable. Uh, yes. And so this is certainly a possibility where you can, he can step aside. The DNC just gets together. It's 150, 200 people. They pick the candidate. It gives them enough time to put it on all the ballots in all, every state. And then they just they But just who is a big enough name and known well enough to take that job? Right. Well, I mean, Michelle Obama is. Yeah, let's go back to fifteen hundred. What do we go back to fifteen hundred? Right three thousand. What about three thousand? Right <laughs> no. well, here's another, here's reason. Four? Why, you want to go for four? <laughs> this is another reason why it's Michelle Obama or, or whoever gets put in that spot. Uh, Matt, you don't have to do any campaigning. There's no primary process at, the, at that point. And you probably don't have to do any debates. Look, we've already seen the way that they've talked about Donald Trump. He's, you know, this insurrectionist. And of course, if he, let alone if there's any, even in the New York trial, if that, if he's found guilty in that at that point, well, I'm not going to get on the debate stage with that person. So whoever is in that spot just essentially just coasts to the, to the final general election in, in November without having to do any campaigning or any debating. So it's an interesting prospect for someone who wants to not be involved in politics, but potentially, quote unquote, save the republic. That's fascinating. That I mean, sure sounds like period. Michelle Obama. <laughs> do you take, uh, can we do a payment plan? Do you have a payment plan option available? Is no, there, no, okay, no. Sure. I'm, I'm like that New York court. I want a bond on it right now. <laughs> but Glenn, can we just say, I, I think that we should just step back and say, and this is what I try to do on Uncovered is why is this happening, right? The only reason that we're even having this conversation is because of what I've seen described as threat inflation, where there there is this idea where it's not, what would happen in 2024 if Donald Trump wins? The media, the Democratic establishment is making it seem like it truly is the end of the republic, right? right. It's truly the end of democracy. And so when you have the, that kind of threat inflation to it, this is this is such a huge thing. We cannot let this happen. That's when you have these kind of insane, chaotic opportunities that emerge, like this very unique situation that we're in. What did you think of the New York Times article this week that said that Democrats in particular are, th- are tired of the threat inflation? Yeah. Right, uh, right. And Even it's the not resistance. working for them. Yeah, yeah they're, they're exhausted. Just like, yeah, they're like, uh, you know, in 2020, okay, but now I'm just tired of it. Well, I'm tired of it. I, I think that this is what I saw, frankly, in 2015 and 2016, which is the genesis for Uncovered, which was the the media, even the, the CNNs of the world and the left that are in theory serving the, the left side of the, the country are so out of touch with the average person in the rest of the country. They're so isolated geographically and, and have zero diversity of thought, no intellectual honesty on DC and New York. And they are just not in step with what the average person, even people on the left, even average Democrats in the rest of the country feel and think right now. Now, now look, there is obviously the quote unquote resistance, the people who are in, you know, consuming politics every day, consuming the media every day. But most people aren't. I think most people are kind of exhausted with this. And they look at Joe people Biden. People don't want to have enemies. No, no. They'd much rather just, just. but but having enemies, you know, having a country that's that essentially feels like they have enemies, kind of part of the business model these days yeah, in the corporate is. media. It is. Right? If you don't have that, then you're, you're, you don't have a business. We're with Steve Krakauer. We're going to come back and talk to him about Donald Trump now. He's the author of the book Uncovered, available everywhere now. Glenn Beck. So Christy wrote to me about her uh, dog's experience with Rough Green. She said, we have two pointers who hunt at least four days a week, if not more. What are you, Daniel Boone? Where do you live? 
Anyway, their skin has been dry and flaky and their coats dull and rough. Within two weeks of using Rough Greens, we've been able to see the bounce back level in energy as well as their coats being amazingly shiny and smooth. No more dry, flaky uh, skin. Couldn't be happier with it. I got to tell you, I went uh, hunting with a dog uh, during Thanksgiving, I think. You had to bring the dog over to the bird. No, right it, it, right underneath it. Stand back. I'll get it. Anyway, Rough Greens isn't a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black that you sprinkle on the dog's food. Brown food is dead food. You want the greens. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. Free. The free bag. It's a trial bag. All you pay for is shipping at roughgreens.com slash back. That's roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the code free speech, get 30% off, and get access to that Tucker Carlson interview. It's available on demand now. Blazetv.com slash Glenn. I mean, honestly, I mean, honestly, has this ever happened before where we've had to try to convince a guest to stay with us <laughs> i mean i don't think that's ever happened before usually the guests are like oh, i'm so honored to be on not mm-hmm. like i gotta get out of here I'll chew my, uh, this is not the crack hour uh, way though. it's not the you crack know. hour uh, way. Uh, now i'm remembering why now, you yeah. know he mm-hmm. left us he left us mm-hmm. you know oh i've got to go to work megan kelly is my boss and she's gonna want me you know producing the show in a few minutes yeah whatever <laughs> uh, um, this is good though this is, i appreciate that <laughs> uh steve krakauer he is the author of the book uncovered uh he is also the editor of fourth watch uh and you can find him at readuncovered.com or follow him on uh, x at steve crack that's with two k's unlike the way hunter biden spells it K-R-A-K. Okay. Um, So we were talking about what the Democrats can do. Now what happens? I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, they're in New York and and D.C. Those people are crazy in the courts. Crazy. Oh, yeah. They'll convict him. I, I think so. Yeah. And I, I think that's that was part of the plan. You know, it's it's so funny. You can turn on CNN or MSNBC these days and you watch a segment about, you know, experts say that if Donald Trump gets back in the White House in 2024, he could go after his political enemies. Look at that. What might, might do in if, for our democracy. OK, and when we come back, here are an update on the four criminal trials against Donald <laughs> right. Trump. But like, I, what are I we know. doing here? You know, I know. Uh, I know. but there's there's no cognitive dissonance. They, they don't they don't care about hypocrisy anymore. That's completely out the window. So so, no, I, I think that the plan was to get a convention conviction before the election. I think that's certainly certainly still possible, although I think we've seen that some of these trials are delayed. Uh, but but whether it comes to the, the political establishment, frankly, on, on both sides, if you kind of look at it, and the media, that's the plan. I, I think that they, they want him to go into that general election. And we've seen in the polls that if he really is convicted of, of any of these, even the New York one, that could have an effect on the independents, on the apolitical voters. So it could have an actual impact. But it's just Wouldn't it make him just the what I mean by their own thinking that would just make him the third black American president, <laughs> right? Right. There you go. I mean, you know, uh, I I think they've made him into a martyr. Yeah, he, they've made him into a symbol. He's much more uh, than Donald Trump now, right? Because they've gone after him with such crazy stuff. This 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 
judge up in New York. It, yeah. Anyway, we don't, we don't have to get into that. You got to get back with me and Kelly. I just wanted to ask, just wanted to ask you. So, if he goes to jail, yeah, I mean, he'll say he wants to run, right? Uh, the Republicans, what are they going to do? That's that's really the big question because in theory he could still run from jail. I mean that that's it. it it's crazy that we're having this conversation at all, but that is obviously there a was a horse on the highway today, <laughs> and now yeah. there, our Republican candidate is right. running for president from jail and could win from jail as well. So uh, it's definitely possible, but I, I think that's the big question. I think that we're not going to get any sort of trial and conviction before July, before the Republican convention. So it would be after. So I think at that point, it's done. Donald Trump's going to be the nominee. I, I don't see that. that as, I think it might have been a possibility if it happened in May or June, and then they get to the convention, and then are they going to have a contested convention? I think we're kind of done with that possibility. It's, it's going to be Donald Trump, conviction or not. I think that's where we're heading. Chance of him winning convicted? I, I, it's still a good chance. I mean, it depends on who's on the other side. If it's Joe Biden, I think yeah. he's got a great chance. Mm. And then Odds that Joe Biden is the candidate in November. This is crazy. This is crazy talk. Mm -hmm. Should be. I mean, he's already the nominee, basically. Right. They're both the nominee. They still might not be the nominee. Yeah, they both could could not be the nominee. I I, I think it's unlikely, but I I think that there's definitely a possibility, certainly more strongly that that Biden is not the nominee. But that's amazing. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got to tell you, I, I, I mean, I think a lot of America would go, look, just both of you back away. (laughs) <laughs> right. Can we get somebody oh, yeah. who's 40? You <laughs> yes. know, just I, just 40, just somebody who understands. I mean, Donald Trump knows how to, how to use the Internet and, and use his phone. We are very well of that, aware of that. But I don't think Biden is. Oh, no. You know, he's like, hey, where did, uh, where's my record player? <laughs> you know, he puts a TikTok uh, out there and they got like 27 different jump cuts in it because he can't get right. form. Yeah, and gosh. Said, and he, TikTok, I mean, didn't his. Was yeah. it his policy? No TikTok? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, the hypocrisy doesn't no, matter I know, anyway. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. All right, Steve, let Steve get to his job. All right, Jeez. All right. Don't thank say you. hi to Megan. Thank you both so oh, much. Oh, Megan, I was on a little show called the Glenn Beck Program. On it, as always. Yeah. <laughs> thank <laughs> Thanks you. a lot, Steve. The book is uncovered, how the media get got out. cozy with power, abandoned its principles, and lost My the people. Gosh, and then it, he sits there like he's, you know. Get out. Go to your <laughs> Megan, if we care. <laughs> <laughs> it is great though, Glenn. I, and and I, we talked a lot about our bet and not as much about his book, but the book has a lot of how the sausage is made and also interviews with like every big media personality on good. the stuff. It's a really, it's a really well, uh, well worth your time. Uh, so uh, yeah. even though we're not worth his time, uh, the book Apparently is worth not. your time. Apparently not. <laughs> hey, so I'm doing a show tonight at, uh, at uh, 9 o'clock. This, mm-hmm. of course, not going to be as good as anything Megan's going to do today. <laughs> um, but I'm going to talk to you about Cloward and Piven and mm-hmm. what just just the border is costing cities and states and the federal government. It's it's outrageous. We showed you earlier today. Can we Do we have that cut of that hotel? The horse on the highway? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. It's a different cut. Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Here, listen to this. Here is the Rowe Hotel. This is one of the five hotels that has been transformed into a shelter. So we're going to walk in there five. and see what kind of operation they're running inside. This is a nice hotel. Really nice hotel. How's it going? Now he's oh, met yeah, we by security guards. The hotel, the hotel is closed. Is closed? But there's a ton of people in here right now. 
Yeah, but it's a shelter now, he says. Oh, you guys... Oh, it's not a shelter hotel. for the migrants coming in? Yeah, yeah, it's no longer open to the public. It's closed to the public. How many floors is it? 30. 30, 30. floors. This thing is... Yeah. You guys aren't allowed to talk about it? Why is it like such a big secret, do you think? We just follow orders. When hotels such as the Row Hotel close until further notice, they sign the contract with an outside source saying that they will pay the rent in order for them to house the migrants. And the hotels love it because it is guaranteed money every single night. And at a rate of $200 per night at the Row Hotel, and with 1,331 rooms, that is $260,000 a day, $1.8 million a week, and $7.2 million a month. And all that money is guaranteed. Stop. Can I... Can I ask, he just, he went by so quickly on the, and an outside source is paying. What, 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 what outside source is paying? Is it the state? Is it the city? Is it, who is it? I mean, somebody's paying for it, clearly, and $7.2 million a month. Well, this is what Eric Adams has been yeah. par- partially complaining about, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. that they have to spend all this money and they don't have it. So, I don't know, I mean... There's reports that they have outside, you know, help coming in from the federal government, or they and they're certainly requesting it. I think. Um, oh, good. Well, we've got a plenty state, of money. For sure, we have plenty of money. Mm-hmm. By the way, we told you today that for the first time ever, horse on the highway, uh, we are we're now looking at more interest on our debt than what it costs to run the entire military industrial complex. Okay. More in interest. That's a problem. Now, is it? Here's the nah. Mm, no. Here's the uh, here's the. Real, I'm just saying that for hype. Okay, I don't mean good. any of this, Stu. Um, Boston activist now has demanded. Well, let me just set this up. You know that Boston is paying because they have to because they have a right to shelter law. So everybody's going up to Boston and in the right to shelter. It's not just shelter. You need to have a bed, a bed, a guaranteed refrigerator. And a microwave. Okay. Guaranteed. State. State law or city law. Okay. Well, they don't have enough of those, you know. Uh, Would you like a a place with a bed and a microwave and a refrigerator and a sink? Yeah. Well, we don't have any of those. So what they're paying now, they're paying restaurants and big food processing companies $65 a day for every illegal alien. And they're getting hot meals delivered to them. How long is that going to last before it all collapses? Now we have a Boston activist that is demanding $15 billion in reparations for black Americans. This reminds me of Cloward and Piven. And what I talked to Tucker Carlson about, he said, you know, there's going to come a time where people are just going to say, make it stop. And they will just run to whoever it is that will make it stop. Yeah, that is also strategy. That was a strategy from the Soviet Union when they took over Czechoslovakia back in the 1940s. We went over both of these things with giant chalkboards back at Fox. I'm going to show you, it's not a theory anymore, exactly what is happening and how those are being played out. Exactly as we warned they would, they're being played out right now. The clock is ticking. How long before we have no money left and can't do anything about it? 
Got a challenge for you. If you're like most people, there are probably some things you'd change about your mobile plan, especially if it is price. Maybe you get in there, fiddle around with it, save some money. Here's the challenge. Take a little bit of time today and just go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck. I want you to look and see what they have. You might like what you see. Uh, Patriot Mobile, first of all, start on their mission page. Their mission is uh, pretty incredible. It's to passionately defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedoms and glorify God always. I don't know. That sounds like a kind of business I could get behind. They also, they glorify God by making great cell service for you in a way you can trust. No hidden fees, none of that crap. Um, and they're going to give you a better deal than the big three can. And more importantly, uh, they're not shipping any of their profits out to uh, Planned Parenthood. Hello, Verizon. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Make the switch today. 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You're listening to the swinging sounds of Glenn Beck. Sit tight, boys and girls. We'll be right back after these messages. So, Stuber Gear, at the end of another program, I still haven't found the right jingle. Really? For our uh, Texas Court of Appeals, or no, Texas Criminal Court, I think that's what it is. I don't even know. This is like the biggest thing. If Texas doesn't put at least these three people on the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals, we lose Texas. Not There's no hyperbole there. There will not be any investigations at all of uh, any fraud because this Court of Criminal Appeals has, uh, has made it so the attorney general can't look into it. No DA is because they're all, you know, they're all Soros DAs. So people, you know, we're trying to figure out how to get people to remember Schneck or Schneck. Sh- sh- how would you say this? Schneck. Sh- sh- Schneck. Parker and Finley. And, you know, somebody called and said it's the Coppertone candidates, SPF. But I'm not going to remember. I'll just, if there's another S on, I could right, easily. We, that could be a problem. We're not very smart. So, you know, we have been trying to come up with a jingle and I, oof, I, um, wow. I, um, go ahead. Here's the first one. All that we want is David's care. Gina Parker, Ramley, Finley for Texas Court of Criminal Appeals. Wow, it's really, really good. I mean, Jingle Singers, you don't have to worry about AI because, I mean, if this is what it produces, I just don't. Um, give me the one on the warm Texas Eve. I don't, I don't even know who this one's trying to appeal to. Do you know? I have it here, Sarah. Let me just play this one. Texas uh, Eve. Wind begins to whisper. Skeet Parker Finley. Name shine like the glister. I don't think glister is even a word. <laughs> glister? glister? I mean, blister is a word, but you don't want to compare the candidates to that. I don't even know. Now, this is this the rock one? Yeah. Oh, no. Wait. We, yeah, give me the rock one. This one? Yeah. Let's 
I guess it's like a Pat Benatar yeah. endorsement. So it's mm-hmm. David, Gene, and Lee instead of you know the last name. But that's, that might uh, be. I don't even know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That might be. Hard. What if there's another David, Gene, or Lee? I don't know. Try this one. Yo, 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 I'm here to say, got some judges who'll make your day. David Shit, Gina Parker, Lee Finley, hear me out. In the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals, they carry clout. David Shit, he's sharp, no doubt. Gina Parker wisdom's what she's about. Lee Finley, fairness, he does doubt for justice. They all shout, shake Parker Finley in the court they weave, upholding the law in what they believe from dawn to dusk. They never I mean, deceive. I mean, if they're, they're not bad. Is there a demand for a mentally challenged white rapper doing an endorsement of? Uh, no, this is AI. He identifies mm. whatever. There are more, there are more uh, choices of gender for AI. Okay, that's a, good. An infinite number. An infinite yeah, number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's I mean, good. that one's not bad. It's the, the not good. One. No, it's, it's not, not good. good. It's but, not good. I mean, may I just remind you of this one? Texas. I mean, well, I mean, well, if you care about the glister of this state, yeah. you know, then you're going to care about yeah. that. So, yeah, no, the rap one's a masterpiece in comparison. Play, play, play the rock one, because that's, you know. That one sounds like, legitimately, it could have been a song from some Pat Benatar album in yeah. 1986. And why is AI good at this in rap? Stand it tall and strong. Yeah, yeah, see? I mean, it's like a power power battle. I think I know we're maybe even already past this observation, but like, think of how incredible it is. That you could just type a sentence into a freaking yeah, thing and it will that. create but you also, the music. You also, you also get this, so... They do shine like a glister. That's, that is fair. No one will talk about that, but they do no, they shine they like do. a glister. They do. They do. That you'd remember. If glister was on, <laughs> you'd remember that. The Glenn Beck Program.